We're listening to the Hello Awesome podcast, and this is episode number 155. Hey guys, welcome back to the Hello Awesome podcast. I'm your host, JC Lee Pulford, and this episode is the last of my guest interviews ever. I know, it's really wild, but thankfully, the episodes previously are going to live on. You can go back and listen to all of our episodes. I'm not going to take them down. I just wanted to put that on the record. I know that it is going to be a little bit of a challenge for us to not come back here together and to chat because this is the last season of the podcast. But have no fear. You can go back and listen to every single episode and I am going to let it live in the podcast universe. You can also go to my YouTube channel, Hello Awesome, and there is a podcast playlist there. If that's a better way for you to listen, totally up to you. But I cannot wait because this guest is the perfect guest to have end all of my guest interviews. It was powerful, it was convicting, and it was truly from the Lord. I just wanted to say that next week will be the very last episode of the Hello Awesome podcast. And it is to honor what God has done. And I'll be sharing listener voice memos, also podcast reviews, anything that you have written in and sent me, I'm going to share them. And we're just going to celebrate this ministry together. And hopefully we can end on a high note and give God the glory because he truly has been so, so good these last four years. My guest today is my sweet friend, Tara Blue. She went viral after sharing her journey of losing 200 pounds. And God has blessed her platform to share the gospel and to share the truth about Jesus and his love. Tara speaks into childhood trauma, what she learned after backsliding, and the victory in forgiveness. If you are struggling to forgive and you're not sure how to let go of a really difficult past, this episode is for you. Guys, thank you for letting me host these conversations these last four years, for letting me help facilitate what God has wanted me to share with you. And I am so blessed to be a part of this ministry. Thank you so much for letting me be your host, for sharing these interviews and these stories with you. I am so emotional because I'm so grateful for what he has done and how he has used me, a truly broken person that he has made new to share with you stories that have hopefully helped you in your journey. Here we go, guys. This is episode number 155 that I am calling Power to Forgive with Tara Blue. Hey guys, I'm JC. Are you ready for real conversations about faith, business, and life? Me too. This is the Hello Awesome podcast where I bring forth topics and truthful insights that will encourage you to make intentional choices and pursue God with your whole heart. Are you ready to say hello to the awesome blessings that God has for you? All right, let's do this. 
this is the point where I usually share sponsored ads and all of my sponsors share their amazing deals that they have with you. But since this is the last season of the podcast, I just have to say thank you. Thank you so much for supporting these faith-based businesses these last four years. If you want to continue supporting anything, well, how about buying some of my books? If you go on Amazon, just type in my name, JC, J-A-C-Y, Pulford, P-U-L-F-O-R-D, and you will find all of my titles right there on Amazon. The awesome thing is if you have Prime, your books will ship in just a couple of days. I have on there some awesome devotions that will help you with your mental health, with forgiveness, with your power of influence. I also have Bible study guides if you're struggling with your devotion time or if you want to dive into the stories of seven ungodly women of the Bible. I almost forgot to share with you my modest fashion coloring books. I have three out right now and the latest is a garden theme. It has florals, inspirational quotes, scriptures, and of course, beautiful modest fashion illustrations that anyone at any age can color and have fun with. Thank you guys for supporting the ministry of Hello Awesome. Be sure to check out my books on Amazon. And just because there won't be any new podcast episodes does not mean there won't be any new books. So be sure to check those out. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Hello Awesome podcast. I cannot believe that this season is almost over and that we have had just some amazing, incredible women of God speaking into your lives, speaking into my life. And today is no different. I definitely am so blessed to have such a sweet friend with me today, Tara. I'm so grateful for you, thankful for your influence, for your words of wisdom, all the laughs that we have shared together and that you bring to us all. Can you just take a little bit of time to share with everyone a little bit about who you are, what you do, and where they might know you from? Absolutely. First of all, I want to say thanks for having me. I love your content. And my favorite, of course, is your Bible study. Um, you've got mm-hmm. me hooked. Not going to lie. A uh, little about myself. I'm Tara. And I'm from Arkansas and I have a family. We have three children and I have a master's in emergency management. And I'm known as Little Miss Fashionista. I like to color coordinate, known for uh, glasses. I've lost over 200 pounds and I went viral and didn't mean to go viral. Um, During my weight loss journey about six months ago, a uh, reel in 30 days hit 15 million when I wasn't even dry. Oh and then gosh. God just, I know. Uh, and then God took it all from there. Uh, conferences, podcasts, things like that. Um, God has opened up a lot of doors for me. And I'm super humbled by it. Um, and he's using my testimony and the things that I've endured in my childhood and now. Um, and using it to help so many people. And the response is mind-blowing. Yeah, I can't even remember how I found you. Uh, Maybe it was through, you know, that viral video. But I do know that we have um, similar friends or acquaintances online, mutual people that we're connected with. Um, But I'm so grateful because you are bright, you're bubbly, you're fun. 
Um, and then you hit us with some really good truths and, you know, really uh, insightful things too, faith wise. And I love that. I love that we can like marry joy with like depth, you know, and that's something that <laughs> God has really put in my heart, you know, yeah, do a funny reel. Who cares? Like we need more joy. We need more you can laughter. <laughs> You yes, know, yes, and then you know, share yes. share some modest fashion. It's fine. We need more of that content, and then share scripture. It, we can use it all. We need it all. Yes, yes. It's all about it's balance, and you can literally find joy in everything, even in the hard times, mm-hmm. even when you don't think it. You just look at it in a different perspective. Um, it's it's just balance. You know, we need, we don't, we, we need to be serious, but we also, you know, it needs to be funny sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So before we get to this question that I've been asking all my guests, I can't just breeze past the fact that you have lost 200 pounds. That to me is so wild in a good way for you and just an inspiration, I think just knowing that you did it, you know, you, you reached that goal. How has that process been like for you? Number one, and also number two, how has it been like seeing the feedback? The feedback um, is, has helped me in many ways. Uh, One, I've always been one to go, 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 go and work in the medical field. You know, I was always on my feet being able to help others, but the feedback from being able to do things that I normally couldn't do, things were harder. Now it's a lot easier. The energy and being able to do more for the kingdom. I know that sounds like so cliche to a lot of people, but the weight loss also helped me in not just areas of my physical experience, um, appearance, sorry, but also my um, emotional, it helped me, uh, you know, mentally, spiritually, it helped me all the way across the board, um, in, and even in my mind. So, and it's, it's, it's basically perseverance. You, you just, it wasn't easy, but it was worth it. Absolutely. And, you know, it's something that you can, continue sharing and um yeah it's something you can always say you did that's so amazing um yeah I'm really I'm really really proud of you I think that's just so incredible and such an inspiration to of course a lot of people out there right now who probably are getting stuck in their own way or or maybe they feel um you know a lot of shame around it um there's a lot of emotions that I know come up when it comes to our bodies and how we feel about our bodies. But yeah, you, you set your goals and you reached your goals and you had faith and you got it done. So it's really cool. Well, this season I am asking um, my guests just one question, which is very difficult, but we can unpack it together and it's inspired by Luke 10:42 the story of Martha and Mary. Now for those listening every episode we've been talking about this more and more 
but it's the story of Martha who's serving. The Lord is at her house and he's teaching and hit and her sister Mary is at his feet while Martha is serving and she gets frustrated and she tells Jesus to tell Mary to help her. And he has this speech and there's a part in his speech that really stood out to me. It's, it's when he says, but one thing is needful and Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. So what I've been asking guests is what is one thing that Jesus has taught you in the past year that you will never forget? Forgiveness. Um, you know, I know it's easier to retreat or operate in unforgiveness, but it's beneficial to operate in completeness. One, you, you know, you have to be productive in the kingdom, but finding balance by always praying, um, pr- dying daily, sitting at the feet of Jesus. And mm-hmm. two, love and forgiveness are prominent in learning and development in any type of relationship. You can't be a mom. You can't be a sister. You can't be a wife. You can't be a coworker or even a minister without it. So that's something that's, that's something that I learned from my life testimony. And it made me aware of those two things that you literally, it's easier. Like that's my favorite, like that's my saying, like right now it's, I know it's easier to retreat or operate in unforgiveness, but it's beneficial to operate in completeness. And it's, it's, and, and, and I actually texted you this the other day, but be better than just being busy. Yeah. I mean, you've shared so much already just now. Um, just just saying the word forgiveness. I mean, we can all testify that that's important, I think. But we do struggle with it. And I I can see that in the story for sure. Martha needing to forgive her sister for not behaving the way she thought she was going to be, you know? And yeah, you know, it is so easy to operate in unforgiveness because you feel justified. And I definitely studied this for myself, but I do have a section and I'm going to do a book plug here. So forgive me, but in Give It to God Girl, uh, my book, um, where I highlight five things that we can give to God and unforgiveness is one of them. And in that study, I mean, God really peeled the layers back of my emotions and all of the things that I was like holding on to because it feels good to hold on to something. You know, we think we're like we're fighting the good fight and we're, you know, holding this over people's heads and we're not realizing that it's it's really poisoning ourselves. Right. And it's not helping our outlook or our perspective at all. It's just like. You know, when you say that you was pointing out the book thing and how you did the study, I learned that Martha actually taught us like five things. Um, Well, Mary did too. But one of the things that stuck out with Martha is her distraction led us to a few things. One was disbelief when she said, do you not care? When she used the verse and then she was defensive because she always defended her place 
my sister left me to serve alone. And then she was sometimes, you know, kind of nonchalant and kind of dismissive when she said Mm -hmm. she, when Martha, um, as my sister, as though Mary is not even there. Like when she said that statement in the scripture and then she, and then Martha, she demanded Martha flat out to Jesus, tell her to help me. Mm -hmm. So, or Martha said that to Jesus about Mary. And then she was also had that sense of desperation where, um, she wanted to control the whole scenario of what was going on. But, but she also had that heart and the start. She was a servant. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you could learn so many different things. She was so busy of, of, of being productive, um, that she just lost sight for a minute, you know, like, am I, am I just too busy? Am I, am I doing stuff beneficial for the kingdom? Um, are my works, my deeds, or am Mm -hmm. I just too busy, you know, being busy? So Martha and Mary, they, in many, I think they I'm trying to explain what I'm trying to say. Sure. Like, so, and you can edit all this later. Okay. But you know how, like, they're sisters. So they're, 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 they're kind of back and forth anyways. But, you know, like, the thing that, that I may have went off subject here, JC. It's okay. But basically, the, the whole, what God has taught me is forgiveness. Like, Mary and Martha trying to tell it in there. I could do it in so many different ways that I look at it, but Mm -hmm. forgiveness is, is everything. It's, it's balance and, and the balance because you can't, you can't go on life miserable. No, do you sit there and suffer uh, because you're throwing a fit or do you want to sit and be at Jesus's feet in his presence? Because to me, nothing else would matter. Does that make sense? Like nothing yeah. else. Nothing. It else does make happen. sense because in her, you know, and all the emotions that you kind of went through and how she was feeling the different things that she was saying, it all stems to that root of offense. Right. And right. so something offended her. And it created this fountain of like feelings. And so we're going to have those fountain of feelings. We are going to have that. But it definitely is something that the Lord has taught me as well is taking time away from that person for a moment. um, Trying hard not to react. That's very difficult. But also like praying and asking God, okay, why did this bother me so much? And try and really ask him, what do you want me to do with it? Because what I want to do with it is let's fight. Like, I, like, come on. Like, that's what we (laughs) want to do. (laughs) It's like, oh, it is on right now. And, I mean, the the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, right? Right. Um, So... 
you know, holding on to unforgiveness is like hope is like holding on to like a dull sword. It's not going to really do anything. Um, at least not really to the, to the other person. And if it does do something, um, it's going to create this like wedge in between you. And the Lord doesn't want us to have anything like that. He wants us to have that completeness. Like you said, that, um, he wants us to be healed. Right. And, um, yeah, I just feel like in today's day and age where people are uh, so prone to like cutting everybody off and like cancel culture and all of that, um, That's not- and getting offended and all of all of these things. And it's like, it's all unforgiveness. You're not letting go. You're not being, you're not forgiving. And just because you forgive someone does not justify what they did. And I think that's the that's the biggest thing and the hardest thing for us to really swallow. Yes, I, you know, in order, you know, as you know, I don't know if you know this, but our theme this year, I had started posting reels about victory um, around October of last year. And our pastor actually made the theme of this year, victory, victory wow. 2023. And so it was mind blowing to watch that. And it was like another confirmation from God that, you know, I see you, Tara, because I feel like God cares about the small things. But I also feel like um, victory, something when I spoke a while back at that conference, something God gave me in that um, to, to once you do forgive, um, you know, you get victory. Mm-hmm. and um, Victory is, there's five things about victory. And so it says, victory is a choice. We can either live in bitterness or we can live in peace. Victory is maintained by staying prayed up. Victory is given as a gift first. And victory is not gained by our own strength. And that was just like, and I have those scriptures to reference that too, but that was just, whoa, like it's Mm -hmm. not victory. Victory is given as a gift first. So without forgiveness, how do we get that gift? So we can't hold on to something that someone's done to us because they're the ones really they don't care that we're suffering we're we're the ones suffering and you know there's no beauty without pain and there's no joy without grief there's no love without death you know there's no life mm-hmm. without without any of that um i mean it's just sometimes we get distracted and it's, it's it's Satan. That's how he works. You know, yeah. he puts something to distract us. Well, that's, I mean, I actually just wrote this today and I was actually praying about how I'm going to word this post that I was going to do. And it's it, something along the lines of, you know, we have a new year, new people, new laws, but the same devil with no new tricks. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, <clears throat> and it's like, don't let him fool you. Right. He's not creative. 
And, mm. you know, I think a lot of people like, you know, we, um, then what's, what's it called? Um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, uh, sensationalize yes. the devil. All right. And it's like, he's not God. He does not know all things. He cannot be everywhere all the time. That's nope. why he has, you know, his own army. And he uses things around us, people around us, situations around us to get us to bow, um, not to God, but to him or to at least get us low to where he can, you know, really work. And when we think about unforgiveness, it truly is his weapon. Mm -hmm. And um, when we choose to war in the spirit and not the flesh, we do get victory because God wins and Absolutely. he gets the glory. And then the situation no longer is about us and our pettiness. Hold on nope. a second. Nope. And it's, 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 if you want to win in your life, if you want to grow spiritually, if you, you know, a brother, Nathan Cox preached one time during a revival and he said, talked about, do you want to die sitting on an apostolic pew? Do you want to be lost sitting on an apostolic pew? And that like hit mm -hmm. me. And he went on to talk about being a dream killer. And wow. the moral, the moral of it was that was the title of his message. But to sum it down, he was saying like, you know, I have a past and, but I also had a very, very traumatizing childhood and I became an overcomer. But for a long time, I was running from God and I deterred a lot of people from God when I backslid. And for a long time, all the ones that were prayer warriors, guess who was the one leading them out? Me. Wow. And so that was when I got back in church, though, that was some of them still ain't in, but I brought some of them back in. So, but that title that message was don't be a dream killer. And so I wrote it this testimony. I was like, I used to be a dream killer, you know, like, because wow. yeah. you're, you're, you know, I'm, I mean, am I proud of it? No, but then I had to make it, I had to tell myself, but you didn't choose those actions for them. But I, God let me finally let that go because I, I felt like they were on me, you know, because I, I was a teenager. But the point of the matter is these people were powerful prayer warriors, but they were too busy trying to save me that they got lost. And then I'm then to come to church now and do well. And then there's still some out. So my main focus has always been those lost souls and forgiveness because that is that is what's going to set you free it's not right. it's just don't be a dream killer because i was that dream killer i was i was the bad one, you know not mm -hmm. that i was bad but i made dumb choices because i was running from god because i was holding on to something that wasn't even my fault so right and then you had to learn how to forgive yourself Yes, and, and the other person. The other and, person. Yes. Everybody involved. That's yes. In that kind of situation, I think um a lot of guilt and shame that comes with that is 
when we have an awareness of what is right and what is wrong, then mm-hmm. we understand that we we didn't do what we should have done. And right. we have that regret. And then we yes. look back and and we kind of are always facing our past and not the future. Um, and that's not how the Lord wants us to be. I think he wants us to recognize so that we can repent, not recognize and sit and wallow and beat ourselves with unforgiveness, you know? And that's, I think, probably the hardest um, as a believer, as a human being, basically, is when we know that we are sinners, you know, we're only saved by his grace. And we are ultimately, you know, (laughs) uh, in this flesh, in this world, and we're not going to do it perfect. Right. And and we just won't. I mean, we're human. Yeah. We're going to fall. We're going to get back up. Um, when I, the, the verse that comes to mind is, uh, it's in Genesis three sixteen, and and he, and he talks about, um, I think I actually wrote that down because it's one of my favorite scriptures. When I started Bible journeying, th- uh, thanks to a couple people, um, mm-hmm. back in October was I never understood this first but then when i started really reading the bible and studying genesis it hit me and then i heard the message um from that power in the pain i can't think of it the preacher that preached it and he also referenced it for his title of his message which was power in the pain but it says and to the woman he said i will greatly multiply thy sorrow so even in the beginning, God told us that unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow. So we already knew that there was going to be bad days. There was going to be heartache. There was going to be sorrow. There's going to be people throwing up your past. You're, you're going to, there's so just pain in general. So it's up to us on how we take that pain or how, you know, how we forgive, forget, move on, trust God and allow God to just fix it. Because sometimes like myself, you want to fix everything and then you, we, you can try to fix it all day long, but if you can't fix it, you gotta let God fix it. And that's, yeah, it took me a long time to learn that. A long time. Yeah, right. It's, I know that uh, my bishop and my pastor, they've both taught on something similar as far as um, you can't conform your actions and your words without repentance. You mm-hmm. can do the best that you can, but nothing's going to stick. And we reform, you reform your actions, you reform your words. And, you know, it's a form of you trying to do better. But until we truly have a heart of repentance to want to change and allow God to do that and allow him to do it by his power, um, 
it'll be a lot more difficult for us to truly move forward and to actually leave behind those things that we need to leave behind. You know, we're supposed to press towards the mark of the high calling. We're supposed to press forward. And um, unforgiveness just has us keep looking back. It's like something that we left back there. Right. You know, and I, I just know, like, I mean, in the in the intimate relationships that we have with people the closest to us, um, little things that if we if we truly don't let God in those places that we think are hidden, it's going to affect every other area in our life. And yes, it and is, yeah. it will. It will. And the best thing. And this is, of course, the golden thing is when that other person and you want the same thing. Mm-hmm. I That's very rare, but it does happen. And when that happens, God is going to do a miracle in that situation, in that relationship. However, God can still do a miracle if you or if I or the person that wants to make it right does all that they are supposed to do that God has told them to do. They are faithful. They're reading their word. They are repenting. They are truly trying to do what God has called them to do without harboring ill will. If that other person does not forgive, you are free. We are free from that because God is going to deal with them with that. And that's something that God has taught me is that we're not going to always get an apology. Oh no. And I'm telling you, if you if you are waiting for an apology, you'll never get one. You never will. Or it's not gonna be the right time. Or it may not be how you want it. Right. But it's very rare that we even get an apology. Not there are not enough humble people in the world to apologize. I wish it was different. <laughs> even in and the it's church. Not even out of admitting <laughs> that they're wrong or just Yeah. It could be a lot of different, you know, right. aspects on that. Yeah, correct. Exactly. But, you know, I think it's just when we just let go of of needing an apology, of waiting for the apology and just say, I forgive you, even if you don't say sorry. I know that's not easy, but that is like the thing that we need to do. Right. I mean, we could... Well, even what you're talking about, you could go back to back to Mary and Martha. You know, that sounds crazy, but because <laughs> I mean, think about it. Martha was always distracted and worried about so much. Right. But. But in Matthew, I think it's eleven twenty eight through 30. Jesus says, come to me and I'll give you rest. So mm-hmm. whether you're fighting that battle of not of disbelief or not understanding why this happened or the constant battle of fighting, not letting go, basically not letting go of something. Right. If you want joy, if you want peace, if you want, you know, just to be able to move on. Cause I feel just in my experience, if you can't get past something, that's holding you back, you will never grow. And that's, I was stuck in a rut. Like I could, I could pray, but that was about it. And that was hardly any. 
I didn't really want to read the Bible because it didn't make sense. I didn't want to, I mean, like I wanted to, I did want to, but mm-hmm. it was just like nothing made sense. But when I literally just gave it to God, like when I just gave it all to him, when I was like, I'm not going to live like this. I'm not going to let my past defile me or what happened to me as a child uh, ruin my life. I'm not going to let the devil steal my joy. Mm-hmm. Then that's when I was able to acknowledge, be a, more of a Mary where, mm-hmm. you know, just sitting at his feet or acknowledging his presence or the attentiveness of it, you know, having the heart of worship. Um, you know, it's his devotion is is the heart of our survival. Right. So it's um it's it's I don't I mean that's just now I'm to the point where nothing nothing else matters. You know, Mary has had chosen um what is better you know what what was better for her than 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 Martha. But if you, if you, but in an, in another way, it's basically Mary did best. Martha did good. Yeah. So it's back to, you know, what's been on my heart all week. You know, you got to be better than just being busy. You can't be, you can't, you got to let go of what was before you. You got to not get caught up in it. You got to mm-hmm. acknowledge where you can go if you let go. Because that's when you're going to grow. You're going to be used by God. You're going to be, more importantly, you're going to be able to be set free. Amen. And that's what we really want. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. And that's why, you know, when we are struggling and we have this unforgiveness, um, it's important to do what we can to run to him and you know, journal and try and worship, surround yourself with people who are going to encourage that mindset. Yes. I think that is huge. Is who, who's your everything. circle? Yeah. Yes. Who's, who's speaking you, into your yes. life? Are yes. they speaking into that unforgiveness and saying, oh, they deserve it. You know, they don't, they don't need, you know, they don't need your, your forgiveness. Look at what they did. And they constantly are blah, 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 you know, gossiping or talking about it yes, and, and adding to that fire. And then you're like, you know what? They're right. And then you become like further. And now mm-hmm. it's like deeper than it even was in the first place. Yeah. I get told all the time. How, how can I, how could I have ever forgiven my mom? How could I ever forgive my stepdad? Like how, how were you able, and I tell them it was God, like it was totally God. It wasn't me. It was God. And my mom became my best friend in the end. And, and I took care of her on her deathbed and, and the stepdad, I don't speak to him. He's alive. Mm -hmm. But if he was to walk into a room, I would say hi to him. I wouldn't be his best friend, but I would, I mean, he's a soul. No matter he, 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 when you can get to that point, I was told one time, well, if you're crying, then you still ain't over it. No, that's not true. No, no, (laughs) I don't believe that. The Mm -mm. pain is still there. Mm -hmm. You know, the thoughts are sometimes they, they don't haunt me anymore, 
but sometimes that you know that oh man it's it's now though the tears have turned into wow Mm -hmm. like i made it through that Mm -hmm. i can you know it's 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 the where you were where i was to where i am now and where i'm going you know i'm just climbing up that rough side of that mountain yeah and i'm doing my best just to make it in right yeah it's so true no there's so many reasons why we would cry it's i mean i think the more you get closer to jesus the more tender your heart should be oh yes and so there are a lot of times that i am like you know watching a movie or something or watching or listening to something and all of a sudden i'll look over to my sons and i go I don't know why, but I'm about to cry right now. <laughs> and it's just I like, cry over everything. And, and sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's even happy tears. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's your heart, you have a heart. That's what right. I call a heart. Like you, yeah. you acknowledge things that you normally would have never acknowledged. And right. you wish, and then you become to the point where you wish you could save the world. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. <laughs> Yeah. And I know when, when we talk about, you know, childhood, you know, trauma and different things like that, um, there are things that we can't change and God is the only one who can change things anyway. And what's beautiful about his mercy, um, uh, this is something that of course I've been studying about recently is, you know, it's in our future, and that's where our promise is. And if we are moving towards God, we're moving towards more mercy. And what's the, the beautiful thing about that is instead of following after unforgiveness, where there is no mercy there, when we right. follow forgiveness where there is mercy, then his mercy covers our past. Yes. And it like erases everything like it never happened. But we still have memories because we're humans. And unless God you know, supernaturally takes that away, we're going to have the, we're going to have still the memories. We're going to feel the feelings. We understand who we were at that point in time, what happened, Um, but we no longer live there. Right. And I, and I'll say with you saying that it reminded me of, uh, I, I've said this several times. I've, I've, I've said this even on social media, on Facebook, when people ask, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to be honest. If I had not gone through everything that I've been through. And then I end it with a question. So like the, the, so like the, the, I'm not going to go into it, but the sexual abuse, the, the miscarriage, the failed marriages, the drugs, the alcohol, then turning it around and coming back to God to coming back to God, to getting a master's degree, to now taking care of people, to giving back a great husband. My husband has the Holy Ghost. My children have the Holy Ghost. My child was healed of a feeding tube to my my son who had all this. And they, they said he'd never talk and he talks. So if I had my mom passed away, Larry's parents were killed in a car wreck at the same time. Trial after trial after trial after trial in such a short amount of time of my life and to be so young. Yeah. But if I had not gone through all that, would I still be living for God? No. I know. I know I would. 
So all of that just drew me closer to him. So now I take all of that and I thank God for it. And instead of, you know, why, 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 when you're going through those trials, you ask God, why not me? Because now he uses me to help so many people. Because I let go when I let God. Now, literally nothing else matters. The only thing that matters, yes, I want to save the world. Yes, I want to do this. And I have all these goals in life. But I'm not one to have a goal book and write all that. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not that person. <laughs> I'm pretty like, let's go. Let's spare the moment. I'm, mm-hmm. I go 90 to nothing. I'm one mm-hmm. of those ones that my my main priority is the people I want I want to save my friends and family, but my, my, my number one goal is to save myself first. Yeah. My kids, my husband, and then everyone else. Mm-hmm. Because if you can't save your own house, how, right. you know what I mean? Like I look at it yeah. that way. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, you have already been through so much hell on earth. Really, it has given me to go into that, but no, but it's true. Reminded me, like, I know that I would not be where I am today because if we lived in a perfect world, why would there be a heaven and a hell? I mean, think about it. I know that sounds like a rhetorical question, but like, what you know, like, it's the truth. Like, Mm -hmm. if we lived a hunky dory life where everything falls into place. That's usually when people think nothing but that, and that's when they fall. They mm-hmm. forget where they come from. They forget all of that, and they, they they just forget. I see it all the time. So I'm one of those ones that's thankful. I did. I mean, it's crazy to think that I can say, hey, I'm thankful this happened. I'm thankful for that happened. And when I say that, sometimes the people in the room, <laughs> they're, they either cry they look at me like I'm crazy or they shake their head. So I don't know, I don't know their <laughs> reaction, but it's oh, I wholeheartedly, I say that from my heart and right. I say it, you know, lit, I mean, from the bottom of my heart and it, not only does it help your mind, it, it it's what's helped me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, is nothing else matters. Nothing else matters anymore. Um, I used to just, Everything else mattered, but the one thing that should have mattered. And now it's, I just want more of you, God, just more, more. It's, it's fascinating how the Bible becomes, when I was listening to Meg, I, and then I started listening to you, like just writing stuff down or thoughts and then reading it up and learning Hebrew language of a word. Or when you think of a word, you look up that meaning and then you take it to another word. It's mind blowing how it comes to life. Like it's, it's, I mean, I remember it wasn't that the Bible was boring. I just didn't get it. And now it's, and each time you read it, you learn something each time. It's like another nugget. Like, and it's usually when you need it, like it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's literally the book of life. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It's the only thing that we can hold on to right now. I mean, it's the word of God. He's the only steady constant that we can trust when the world is crazy, when life happens, when 
Everything is burning down. He's not going to go anywhere. And hopefully, you know, there are people listening right now who um, who are ready to move past their unforgiveness to to just seek a better way. So I would like if you could um, take a couple minutes to maybe talk to like a specific person right now, a listener who has this just burning in their heart, this unforgiveness, this offense, and it's kind of taken over in their mind. You know how that can control us. How could they move past it? What do you think um, would have helped you when you were um, going through that? Or what did help you? Uh, what words could help this person right now? Well, I feel like if you want to get past any type of trauma, if it's if it's trauma, abuse, drugs, or whatever your past is, I had a multitude of things. Um, at one time, I, I was a worthless cause, um, but but God, you know, so I think that one, I, I'm going to be honest here. I didn't have a huge, I didn't have a big support system in the beginning because a lot of people didn't believe me. Mm -hmm. I'm being honest. Um, even the people that you thought would, it wasn't until the man admitted it. So and I've had a bunch of apologies since then um, of people uh, saying they're sorry and things like that. But you stay course. I recommend don't keep running from God if you are running from God right now. Because it's not God's fault. Because if you do what I say or you think about what I'm saying right now, two years from now, you could be me. And you can look back and be like, oh, thank God that this happened. Mm -hmm. So first of all, I would say write things down. That's what I did. I also, even when I was in the world and doing wrong, I, I knew when I laid my head down at night who Jesus was. Because thankfully, I was raised in truth. So no matter what. I knew it wasn't God's fault, but I was still running. I was searching for something. So stop the searching for something because he's already there. He never left you. He's literally right there with you. And, and then, you know, if you do mess up and you go, you spiral out of control like I did and go wild and do all these things, just try to die daily. And make goals like, I'm not going to do this for this long. I'm not going to do that for this long. I'm going to do my best to do this. Because if you pray every single day, our bishop was a huge thing on prayer. He wrote a book, Six Steps to Prayer. And it's literally super thin. And it literally talks about praying just throughout the day. You pray to the point where then you end up praying all the time. Like, the church is open 24 hours a day. You go in, we can pray anytime we want. Prayer is the key to everything good in your life. And then the Bible. So, because you need it in your life. But just know that you're not alone. There's millions of people 
that has been through the same thing that I've been through that you've been through. So never doubt God because he's still there. And even though you may not see it now, it's a season. And go read Ecclesiastics and you will understand. I think, uh, JC, is it Ecclesiastics 2 or is it Ecclesiastic 3? There, that's my favorite chapter in the Bible. I think it's two or three. But the whole thing, there's a seat, there's a time for everything. Read that. I read that. Uh, three. It's three. Mm-hmm. Okay. I read that over and over again. I even talk about it when I do conferences. It is a season and it will come and it will go. There is a season for everything under heaven and earth. Just read it. So I mean, that's, that's what I would, I mean, that's how, what got me and just never doubt God. Even when you think he's not there, he's still there. He's always working. Even when we don't see it. And I look back now, he has protected me. I can look over my life and seeing things that has happened where I look back now and know that his hand was there mm-hmm. the entire time. So if you were raised in the truth and this has happened to you, know that you're not alone. God's still there. And he may be setting you up for something greater beyond your imagination. Or he may just also be going to be using you to help several people just like he's using me. So that's it. it but it's, it's not an easy process. It took me. So when I truly forgave and let, let go, like truly let go. I'm 38. It happened to me for nine years. And then I sprawled out of control out of church. I didn't really get full course back in church till 2015. And that was the year my daughter was born. So me having a child, when God finally did bless me with a kid after my miscarriages with the husband that I have. So he, he, see, there's a seat, there's a time for everything. Mm -hmm. He knew I didn't need those kids before. He knew he is perfect. His time is perfect. And, and it has been in my life. I look at it now and I see that uh, unfold. God literally unfolded the rose on my life, even through the tests and the trials. I say it all the time. I literally lived a life like Job. I've lost it all. I've gained it all. I've lost it all. And I've gained it all. But God has blessed me with far more than I could ever imagine. So just don't give up. And just remember that God is in control. He knows how we think. He knows what you're going through. And he's there. He's there. He's there. And you you may be in that season where you're asking him why. I did it all the time. I would get so mad. Why me, God? Why me? Why me? And now I ask him, why not me? They basically, go ahead. They basically, you know, I said this one time. I said this before. I'll say this and I'll end it and you can do whatever. (laughs) Um, But, like, no, for real. I said, so my Joe, I said that um, I was abused. So my life was like Job. So there's no in Job, right? Job's faith proved that his Redeemer lived. But Noah's faith gave him the title of the Herod of Righteousness. And they both lived long enough to see their trials come to a happy ending. They both survived a variety of long and intense trials. They were misunderstood. They were used, 
mishandled, even maligned by people who should have been there for them and protected them, but did not. And I know you've heard me say this before on a reel, but remember that your greatest test will be how you handled people who mishandled you. So if you want to live in victory, you have to forgive and let God, because he is the one that has the final say, not you. I love your heart so much. And I know that you are now pulling people out of the fire, out of their fire. I know that this is something that you are called to do and that you are given a voice for this reason, for this generation at the right timing. And I'm so grateful for you, for your vulnerability, your willingness to share your heart with us. It's not easy for us to do that. Um, but you coming here is going to really help someone. And I'm so glad that we were able to finally have you on the podcast. And I can't wait to see what else God is going to do. I mean, it's just gonna, it's just gonna go up from here. (laughs) I'm excited. And thank you. It means a lot because I'm, I have very low self-esteem, believe it or not. And it's not, it's not even just that, like I am one that's usually funny. So when I have to get serious and, uh, I can't, I never say it right. Carnival. I, yes, I get, it's, it's a whole nother level because it's usually the funny, the smiley, the bubbly Tara. So when I have to dial it down, it's, it's humbling though. So it's, but it's, it's out of my comfort zone. I'd rather sing. I'd rather have a mic and just sing, not not speak or be funny. I'd rather just be funny. So I appreciate it. And I I truly am humbled by it. And uh, thank you for having me, JC. It means a lot. And I hope that it helps somebody. I was a nervous wreck, but I hope it helps somebody. Well, it definitely blessed me listening to it. And it just, so much confirmation in our conversation. Um, but I, I'm glad that you agreed to it and, um, that we were able to have you on. And, um, if everyone wants to follow you on social media to see your funniness and silliness and your fabulous fashion, uh, can you just share where they can follow you on social media and also where they can find your church? Yes. So it's Tara Lachey Blue and I'm on Facebook and Instagram, both those names. You can also find me under the hashtag and I did it in a skirt and that's where it kind of went off from there. And I also attend First Pentecostal Church in North Little Rock, Arkansas and my pastor is Nathan Holmes and I grew up under Bishop Holmes leadership. Amazing. I love it. And there has been some amazing camp services. I know this is not going to come out for a couple of months, but guys, check out their YouTube channel. Yes. Um, the messages have been fire this summer yes. already. So go listen to them. You will definitely be blessed. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Tara, for your time. And I truly, truly appreciate you. Thank you. If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, would you take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at HelloAwesomeLive? I would be so encouraged. 
Also, please leave a five-star review in iTunes or Apple Podcasts, sharing how God used this to bless you. Until next time, keep your chin up beautiful.